Hello everyone, and welcome back to Reading by Flashlight. This season we are going over Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne. And in this specific episode, we're going to be talking through uh, chapters 11 through 15. So make sure to check out the previous episodes if you haven't already, just so you know what's going on and what's happening right now. And make sure to check out other seasons. And there's a couple seasons that are very similar to this season we're doing now, Around the World in 80 Days, because we did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea a little bit ago. And this was another book written by Jules Verne. And before that, we had done Daughter of the Deep, which had just come out by Rick Riordan, and it was based off of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So without further ado, let's get into chapters 11 through 15. Chapter 11 is titled, A Long Ride on an Elephant. So one of the men that Phileas Fogg would play that card game with was actually there with him. And so like they talked for a little bit, but not that much because he was there. The man who played the card game with him was there to like enjoy the scenery and all this stuff. But Fogg wasn't. He was like, I don't got time for that. I'm trying to make it around the world in 80 days. You know, I got places to be, not places to see. And... So they stop, and they're like, why are we stopping here? And he said, well, the railroad here isn't finished. You can't travel anymore by train. And so he's like, but Fogg is like, but the papers just said that this ra- this specific railroad was completed. And he said, well, the papers made his mistake. And he said, well, why then did you sell me these tickets to get there? Well, he says, I sold them to you with the understanding that all passengers were going to find their way back to where they were going and so sir francis is like the guy who played cards with him he's like this is going to be a terrible delay for you but then fog is trying to keep hope and he's like it's okay remember i still have those two days ahead of schedule so fog finds a man who has an elephant and he's like i need to buy this elephant so i can get to the other end of this train tracks as soon as possible and so the man doesn't want to sell his elephant but he finally accepts it at two thousand pounds and so then Fogg also hires a young man to drive the elephant and be their guide to figure out where they need to go next. Chapter 12 is called An Adventure in the Indian Forest. So it looks like Sir Francis is coming with them for this part of the trip. And so Phileas Fogg and Sir Francis are sitting on the elephant's neck and Passportu, however you say his name, is on the back of the elephant. And so they're passing this area where there's known to be a lot of like fierce and savage tribes of people and the elephant stops and he and they hear loud voices coming so the person who was guiding them the elephant was saying there's a procession of people coming through this way we need to hide and it was like a group of priests of the indian religion of hinduism so it's like a bunch of religious priests i guess marching through the middle of this area and so on this statue there was a statue they were carrying around on a platform of some hindu goddess that had four arms and this red body and they were the priests they were dragging along this young woman who was dressed in you know beautiful rich clothes and jewelry and so she had very light skin and she looked more like a european than an indian and behind her came these men holding sabers and guns and they were carrying the body of an old man who was dressed like a hindu prince and so the their tour guide 
explained that the body was the young woman's husband, who was probably an Indian prince. And he said, the woman, the woman is going to be taken to a place to spend the night, and then tomorrow she's going to be burned alive as a human sacrifice to their gods. And obviously, these are just idols. And so Phileas Fox says, I have 12 hours to spare. Let us stop. We have to save this woman. Chapter 13 is called Auda, and I think that's how you pronounce her name, because it is this woman's name. So, she's very famous for her beauty, and she was the daughter of a rich merchant in Bombay and had received an English education. Her father, di- When her father died, she was forced to marry the old man that they were carrying around, and then she ran away, but she was caught and brought back, and now she was facing this horrible death. So her would-be rescuers, Fogg and his the people with him, they're in the trees and they're waiting for nightfall. They're, they hoped they can slip past these men, but there's these guards who are standing guard with torches and sabers and all this stuff at the entrances. So Passepartout notices that they were drunk at this time and begins to work on another plan of rescue. So dawn comes and the hour of sacrifice is at hand. They're about to sacrifice this lady. They're building a platform or a funeral pyre and they laid the the man's, her old husband, her husband, I guess, on it. And then the priest led her out of the wherever she was and she had been drugged and was helpless to free herself. So she was stretched out beside her husband's body and then the priest soaked the funeral pyre with oil and set a torch to it. So flames were leaping up at once. They, they were about to be toasted marshmallows and so cries of terror came from the crowd the old man was still alive so he stood up he took his wife in his arms when they were surrounded by fire and smoke and he climbed down from the pyre and then he walked over took Phileas Fogg and said let us be off so Passepartout was the man so they had somehow switched out the old man her husband's body with himself and since he was covered by all these wrappings and stuff and all the clothes that the old man had, there was no way for the enemies at this point, not enemies, but for these group of priest people to be able to tell the difference. So Auda, the woman, still kind of in this drugged state of mind, was lifted onto the elephant and the travelers rode quickly through the forest. And so when these group of men had discovered the trick, they were running after the elephant, shooting bullets and arrows, but it was too late because they were still a distance away. And chapter 14 is titled, Phileas Fogg Gains a New Travel Companion. So Passepartout was very proud of himself and was delighted that his rescue mission, his idea, had succeeded. But Sir Francis had warned that if Awuda didn't leave India, she would be recaptured sooner or later and would be put back into the position of being the sacrifice. So at 10 o'clock, they arrived at the railroad station, and this woman was waking up slowly, but it was taking a while from the effects of the drugs. And she spoke English very well to them, so she was able to communicate with them. So Phileas said goodbye to the their guide and gave him the money that he had promised him and gave him back the elephant as well. So the rest of them are just heading for the train, and they're boarding the train. And so Awuda awoke to find herself dressed in European-style clothes, and she was traveling in this train with just strangers. So Fogg offered to take her out of India so that they couldn't recapture her, and he invited her to go with her to the colony, to go with him, sorry, to the colony of Hong Kong, 
which lay off the coast of China and was ruled by England. So she said that she would look up her cousin who lived in Hong Kong. So Sir Francis, he, they got off the train and the next morning and arrived where they were supposed to be. And Phileas Fogg had gained two days between London and Bombay and had lost two days traveling across India. So he was still exactly on schedule. And chapter 15, the last chapter we'll look at in this episode is called A Day in Court. So that doesn't sound very good for Phileas. So they're getting off the station and a police officer catches him and he's just like, are you Mr. Phileas Fogg? He says, well, yeah, I am. And he says, is this man your servant? He says, yeah, he is. So he says, follow me. So they were taken immediately to a room with bars on the windows, Fogg, Passport 2, and Aouda. And he says, you ha are going to have to appear before a judge at 8.30. And Passport 2 is like, we're prisoners. Well, when did this happen? We're going to miss the Hong Kong steamer now. So Aouda says, leave me here and you go. If you hadn't rescued me, you wouldn't be in this silly prison. So Phileas Fogg is like, don't be silly. Besides, we're all going to be back in the steamer by noon. So it's 8.30. The policemen led the prisoners to a courtroom. Three priests stood in front of the judge, and they charged Fogg and Passepartout with misbehaving in this in the place where they had rescued Oda from. Because apparently it was like some holy place to them. And they had trespassed and just caused a lot of... Not violence, but, like, just misbehaving, I guess. They'd cause trouble. And so Fogg was like, I admit, we did this. But the priest was about to perform a human sacrifice. And so Passepartout was like, that's right. These priests were from this place, and they were going to offer her up. And so this other priest, that was their judge, he said, no, we're from Barbet. Here's a pair of shoes that we left behind. And so Passepartout says, wait, those are my shoes. Because Detective Fix had promised the priest a reward if they would follow Passepartout. And it was a way to get Phileas Fogg. It was all a plan to capture him. Because at this point, remember, everybody thinks that he's the one who robbed that big bank. And Fix, Detective Fix, is hiding in the courtroom. So his plan was to delay Phileas Fogg so that he couldn't leave India before the arrest warrant arrived for the bank robber. So pa so the judge is saying this to Passepartout. He says, since you've admitted your guilt and since English laws protect Indian religious very strictly, I order you to spend 15 days in jail and pay a fine of 300 pounds. So then the judge turns to Fogg and he says, a master must be responsible for the acts of his hired servant. Therefore, Mr. Fogg, I order you to spend a week in jail and pay a 150 pound fine. So remember, he's doing this, Detective Fix is doing this so that he can delay Fogg's time until the arrest warrant can arrive in India and be valid. So Fix is rubbing his hands together. He's like, a week is definitely enough time for me to be able to get that warrant. And so Phileas Fogg says, I offer bail. And so the judge says, all right, but the bail is going to be 1,000 pounds each for each man. And if you leave India before your sentence is up, the money is not going to be returned. So Fix was furious. The robber However, the man he thinks to be the robber is going to escape again because he knew Fogg would gladly leave the bail money behind rather than miss this Hong Kong steamer. So Fogg, Passepartout, and Awuda reach the harbor at 11 with an hour to spare because they did it. They got the bail and Fix decides to follow them all the way to Hong Kong. So thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to come back next week for another as we'll do chapters 16 through 20. Make sure to check out previous episodes if you haven't already. I hope you have an awesome week and 
Goodbye.